the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. And welcome to the show. Good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to RepairMyCreditNow.com for a free credit report evaluation. RepairMyCreditNow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today? Today, we've got a double threat we got doug and doug we got doug parker but most importantly we've got douglas muir and uh, douglas is an authority in business strategy customer development and business model canvas he's had successful businesses that he has built several of from zero to multi-million dollar enterprises uh, he's considered a startup guru and speaks internationally on topics of entrepreneurship innovation and business growth Douglas teaches entrepreneurship at the prestigious University of Virginia, both in the School of Engineering and the Darden School of Business's MBA program. Douglas, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Doug. It's great to be here. It's an honor. <clears throat> well, I tell you what, man. I've known you now for, I guess, about a decade, and I've always enjoyed hearing, you know, kind of what you've got going on and just the general uh, the stories you tell about all your endeavors and all that's going on. It's really exciting to me. And uh, and in the last couple of years, you know, we haven't talked a whole, whole lot, but you've recently kind of gotten engaged and involved, um, you know, with the University of Virginia. And I know you had told me that, but I didn't realize, you know, really how much you were doing over there. So congrats on your success there, sir. Thank you. You know, I'm really <clears throat> I'm having a great time now. And as you and I talked a little bit before the um, uh, before the radio show, I'm 55 years old now, and it's just time for for me to give back. And I, I couldn't think of a better way. Uh, and I'll tell you the story about it uh, when you're ready uh, about how I got into academia, and and how it's just been the best business I've ever done in my entire life. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you know, uh, we, we did a brief intro and we've talked a little bit about what you're currently doing, but but tell us a little bit about you, what we might have missed in the intro, kind of growing up, how did uh, how did, how did little Doug, as, as it were, um, how did you grow up to be the guy that you are now, and where did you grow up, and, and really, how did you get that bend towards entrepreneurship uh, over the years? You know, Doug, that's a great question. It's a, it's a, it's a, a definitely a motivational story. I, I so believe in America and that one could achieve anything that they desire. Um, I, I believe that, that our founding fathers have designed a box for anybody to be in as long as they could work hard, be honest, and help others. And the way I did that, it started off, um, I grew up outside of Patterson, New Jersey. Now, you being a Texas boy, you probably don't know where that is, but we were we were so broke in the beginning we couldn't pay attention, 
And uh, we used to look up to Nork. I mean, that's, that's how bad it was. And to say that um, my life growing up was a Stephen King novel gone sideways uh, would be giving it justice. It was, it, was a, it was a tough time for me growing up with, a, um, with an alcoholic father who drank himself to death and a drug addict brother who overdosed when he was 21. So that was, the, that, that was setting the stage. And some police officer took an interest in me and, and got me into wrestling uh, at an early age. And that really, that really changed my life. And it gave me a determination um, that I really uh, never experienced before and a love for a sport, which, which really saved my life. When I was uh, 18 years old, uh, my brother died uh, in a gang. And, and, and that, that was a turning point that I believe your listeners um, will all agree to, that we have these turning points in our life. Do I go left? Do I go right? You can call it a spiritual, a God thing, whatever you want to call it. But I decided to get in my car and to get out of the place I was at. And I knew the only one that was going to do that was me. And I, I, um, I started driving. And I, I ended up down in Embry-Riddle, Aeronautical University, at a dear friend's house. Uh, he was going to uh, he was going to college to be an aerospace engineer and a, an airline pilot. But somehow, some way, I got in. I put my way through school, and it all worked out. When I when I got into the airlines, though, Doug, uh, you know me now. Can you imagine me sitting still for hours in the middle of the night? It was just driving me crazy. And this is another thing. Maybe your your um, your listeners will understand. I was doing a job I hated, and. Once you do a job you you hate, it gets bad really fast. And and one day I had an aha moment where my wife, who was a flight attendant, uh, called me up and said, "You got to stop talking to the kids. Our phone bill is out of control." And then the captain, I told the captain that he was laughing, and the first and the flight attendant was laughing. And and so by the time I left that airplane, I said, "Wait a second, aha moment." I think I can make a business out of this. And Doug, I started a little company called IED Marketing. I bought 2 million minutes uh, at 11 cents and I sold it for 15 cents a minute only to airline pilots and flight attendants. And the average price for a minute was 29 cents. So I was almost cutting their bill in half. And before the end of the year, Doug, I had 11,000 clients and that was it. I was bit by entrepreneurship, got into, got into uh, selling to corporations. And before you know it, AT&T came in, they bought me out, they cut me this check. And I looked at this check and I said, oh, oh my God, these entrepreneur whatevers make a lot of money. I mean, I couldn't even say entrepreneur, no matter how to spell it. And, and that, that was it. And I, I was bit by the bug. And from there, I just started coming up with ideas. Funding my own ideas, making them big, and then finding buyers for it. Until one day, uh, I, I sold the company to uh, a hedge fund that was owned by Goldman Sachs. And I was retiring at the age of 42 from the airlines. I had about 18 years in. And I was sitting next to this professor in Atlanta airport from Columbia University. And he was a business guy. And he uh, we, we struck up a conversation, became friends. He uh, called me up. He wrote a book. I was in the book. It's called Hide a Dagger Behind a Smile. And we started a company together. But it was amazing on how clueless this guy was about business. But he never really ran a company. He just was very educated in University of Pennsylvania, 
Wharton School of Business, Columbia, London School of Economics. So we were able to learn a lot from each other. And I'm 48 years old now, and I go back to school to get my MBA. Uh, so him and I start this company. I do well. I sell it back to him. I go back for my MBA, which just about killed me. And I wanted to teach. I wanted to teach. And, and I took entrepreneurship into professorship. I was turned down by every community college in the state of Virginia, every community college, twice by our local community college because I didn't have a PhD. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm speaking at Darden, which is one of the top 10 business schools in the world. And the uh, dean of the engineering school was there. And he says, you have an aerospace engineering degree. I heard about you. You're that guy that developed Main Street. And he says, I got an idea. He says, we started a business minor here at the University of Virginia in the engineering school, but we have no one to teach the operations because no one's ever had a job, you know, I mean, worked in the real world. Would you want to design a class? And, you know, the University of Virginia is right up there with the University of Texas. It's a very prestigious school. And I came in early. I left late. I designed a class that the students loved. And the school fell in love with me. I fell in love with them. And before you know it, I get a full-time professorship position uh, at the University of Virginia. I'm the, the director of the business minor. And so now for me, Doug, it's all about giving back. So I'm selling all my assets. I'm selling my companies. And I'm just helping others. I mentor three new companies, new startups at the iLab over at Darden. Uh, through the summer, I'm helping another company start up in Manhattan. And I'm just, I'm just in a really, really great place. One kind of question as we just kind of wrap up this segment, um, you know, talking about you personally, can you tell me maybe uh, just something about you that over the past five years that maybe you thought of it one way and now you've changed your, your perspective on it? Maybe something that you've changed your mind on that you thought you would never change your mind on. Um, but now you're thinking, you know what, uh, with a little more information, I, I think, I, I think I'm going to change direction just a little bit on that. Mine happened in 1995 at 325 in the afternoon. Um, uh, I, I reached a bottom uh, in my life and I, I never, uh, believed in anything but myself. I never believed in a higher power. I never believed in a spiritual being, a God, if you will. And, I believe that that moment was a defining moment in my life, and I, I started researching spiritual matters like, what is life all about? You're getting to be 40, Doug, in a couple of weeks, and really, it started hitting me in my mid-30s, like, you know, is it really all about the money? Because when I started making the money, I still wasn't happy, and I want you listeners to understand that, because it was always one of these things, Doug, if I achieve this, if I achieve that... I will then be happy. I will then be happy. And it was never, ever, ever happening. It had to do, had to be on an in job, an inside job. And when I learned that, because there was no way, I was the president of the Atheist Club. I was an aerospace engineer. I was a mathematician. I was going to prove to you there was no God. And by proving that, it helped me prove that there is something greater than myself, which really helped me in business with my ebb and flow. Meaning, if I just do my best, if I prepare my best, whatever happens is going to happen. And I am so okay with that. Once you get into that position in your life, everything goes smooth. And so going from an absolute that if I just get this, if I just get that, I'll be happy to, oh, my God, it has nothing to do with this or that. It has to do with an inside job. That was a massive spiritual twist that happened in my life somewhere about 35. 
Cool. Well, that is great information, you know, for our ambitious listeners. And uh, tune in after the break uh, with a brief word from our sponsors. We'll be hearing more from Douglas Muir about his career pursuits, his experience of becoming an ambitious entrepreneur right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. Home ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be (laughs) a lot more www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. RepairMyCreditNow.com RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle. But if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug? We have a fantastic guest. We've got Douglas Muir. He's from the University of Virginia uh, currently, but he is a serial entrepreneur. He has been very successful over the years and uh, has done many different things uh, to generate revenue. He and I first met uh, about a decade or so ago at a uh, conference and, and really uh, worked closely together on, on a few projects in the financial services industry and then have just remained in contact. And uh, recently when I heard he was teaching entrepreneurship at uh, the, the prestigious University of Virginia, I thought, you know what, i got to get him on the show here and, and hear a little bit more about what he's got going on. So how are things going in your world today, sir? You know, Doug, as I tell people, if it gets any better, I'm going to be breathing happy faces all day. And it, <laughs> when, when you have such a ambitious or a positive attitude as you're talking about and you hit people with this, just this great smile and they ask you, hey, well, how are you doing? And you look at them and you say, outstanding. It just drops people in their tracks. They look at you, they kind of giggle. You know, it's just uh, life has been great to me, Doug. Well, good, good. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of what you're currently doing and what's going on. I, I know that um, as an educator, uh, that, that that is not necessarily known as uh, a, a primary income revenue generator um, when it comes to <laughs> entrepreneurship. But um, how did you kind of get into that? And, and then, um, you know, what is it that you're doing now? Are you, are you still doing some entrepreneurial type things or are you just teaching it now? 
You know, that, that's a funny question. I um, I got a call from my, my CPA this year, and he goes, you know, you no longer live in Florida. I said, okay, because I became a full-time entrepreneur uh, professor at the University of Virginia August uh, 28th of last year, and, and it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And as you just alluded to about the money as professors, <laughs> they, they don't make a whole heck of a lot. He says, you pay more than taxes than what you make. <laughs> so oh, man. I started, I started giggling, and I looked at him because Virginia – state taxes i'm like but i love it he goes you better love it you know the university of virginia is uh, almost like the university of texas it really is we are on the cutting edge of engineering i have a um, a dear friend and my mentor here dr bernie carlson who is a world renowned expert on tesla the tesla who invented ac um electricity and he he saw me speak one day uh, at Darden, and he asked me to uh, he asked me to to help him with a project that he was doing in the engineering school, and we've been working on this entrepreneurship minor, and now we have almost uh, 400 engineers apply for the entrepreneurship minor, of which I'm the director of, and we are only allowed to uh, let in 124 a year, so uh, it's very tough to get into, and I really believe that the new professors that I'm hiring on, although not PhDs, they're definitely MBAs, but they have 20 years experience in category of what they're teaching in. And the students are taken to that like a raft to a water, Doug, and they're just loving it. And I treated this like an entrepreneur. I showed up early to the University of Virginia when I was a just an adjunct professor, I I took the hard the hard cases. So the the, the dean would come to me and he would say, "Hey, uh, can you start uh, an operations company?" Of course. And then he'd say, you know, this is so popular. Can you start how to present to investors? And that's the business model canvas and customer discovery of which I do. Uh, and and then can you start that? And before you know it, Doug, my students started winning this thing called the Darden Business Plan. No undergrad has ever won the Darden Business Plan. And two of my students have won it two years in a row. And then Darden came up to me and said, we would like you to teach entrepreneurship here. And I said, I can't. I'm only an MBA. And they said, because PhDs have to teach MBAs. And they said, we're Darden. <laughs> I said, well, okay. And uh, they got me They got me clearance to teach there. So I'm really ingrained at UVA. I'm known as the entrepreneurship's entrepreneur. Um, I, I have three mentors this summer that I'm mentoring in the iLab. There's 15 new startup companies out of the University of Virginia. We give them money. We put them in the iLab. We keep them there for a year. And I'm mentoring three of the companies. So my whole gig now, Doug, is uh, teaching and mentoring students uh, with startups. And it gives me – when you, when you see a student of yours come into your class, an engineer, who's normally very shy, they don't raise their hand much, they don't talk much. I'm a, I'm a different type of engineer type guy. But it's – and get them up on stage in a competition and watch them win a $20,000 check. It, I swear to God, I cry every time. It is the most amazing, self-fulfilling thing I have ever, ever done in my life. And I absolutely just adore it. If you go onto my LinkedIn page, you'll see that I wrote 10 articles for LinkedIn about the business model canvas and how to start a company 
by de-risking like what you and I have to go through. Can you imagine de-risking an outcome of starting a company by about 80%? Uh, and that's, that's what I teach. And it's the most gratifying thing I've ever done in my life. You know that's that's great information, and that de-risking. You know, I'm 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 just uh, taking the word there. I'm I'm assuming what it means is, is you take the risk out of what you're doing, right? So, um, with that being said, you know, so many people want to be entrepreneurs. They want to jump out there. They want to do stuff, but. Uh, I think the numbers were something like 80% of, of, of all businesses fail within the first five years. And, and um, it's it's the risk, you know, tolerance that people are willing to take. And then you kind of juxtapose that to the reward. And, and that's what prevents a lot of people from jumping out there and making it happen. So, um, so this, uh, and you called it a, a business model, um, what, what, what was the word Canvas. exactly that you used? Canvas, so, Canvas. Okay. Uh-huh. Can you go into a little more depth on that? I can. So the way it works is like this. I learned this, God, I guess I was studying it in my MBA. It was uh, started by a guy by the name of Steve Blanks out of uh, the um, Stanford University. And he teaches it at Columbia and University of Texas. Uh, As you know, University of Texas is a major player when it comes to entrepreneurship. And so UVA is, is making that turn right now and what I teach is it's it's a twofold Doug it's it's called customer development um, and then it's called the business model canvas so the customer development is broken up into four boxes if you will and it starts off with you go out there and you do customer discovery so let's let's use my my restaurant as an example, it's called Bella's Restaurant. So the first thing I did is I was I was saying, okay, well, does does anybody really want this, right? So it's called customer discovery. So what I did is I rented out a defunct restaurant on Main Street in Charlottesville, Virginia. I put a picnic table in the middle. I flew my mother-in-law in from Rome, Italy. She would talk to my wife in Italian. My wife would then communicate to the chef, and we would invite 15 people over every night. And we would feed them and then they would fill out a card. So from the customer discovery, from me asking people, do we need a really good Italian restaurant? It was very popular. So then I did a thing called customer validation. That's the second thing. By putting a picnic table in the middle of a restaurant for six weeks, inviting 15 people over and cooking for them, I'm validating that what they tell me is true. And when I found out, because Doug, think about this. When I started feeding these people, they did not like the Roman Italian type of food. It was too strong for them. So what normal chefs will do is they'll come up with an idea, open a company, and then they'll go out of business. What I did is I taste tested it. So by the sixth week, 98% of the people that were eating my food were saying this is the best Italian food I've ever had because what I was doing is I was iterating and changing the recipes uh, that my mother-in-law was making for us. Do you see that? So I was validating what they were saying. Then I started building a company, which is the third model. And the fourth model is I opened it up. But within that model, there's nine boxes called the business model canvas. And by going over each one of those boxes, by the time you're done with the ninth box, you have a full-fledged business model that you've talked to about a thousand people who are going to be your customers and you have made iterations and pivots and changes and now you open up the company by doing such in-depth detailed research normally and most of the time you will succeed so let me give you an example i've used this 
methodology for three companies. One was Credit Justice Services, as you know about. Two of the companies I opened up, and they became very successful. One of the companies was a distribution company, and it never made it off the canvas because I found out that people didn't want to pay for it, and they weren't interested. Only I was interested. It saved me about $5 million. And so that's what I teach mid-sized corporations uh, in my consulting company, and that's what I teach the engineers at the University of Virginia. Man, that is powerful, powerful stuff. So, yeah, um, great. So, so a couple, couple other things I want to kind of uh, just ask, and and we're kind of nearing again the end of this segment. I love talking to you. I could I could go on for hours. I'm sure with you. Um, but but let's let's talk uh, a little bit about you know if if you could go back and tell yourself one thing at one point in your life. Uh, maybe some advice to yourself. What would that be? Uh, what point in your life would you have given yourself that that uh, that advice? And what were you doing then? Wow. Um, I would say when I was 32 years old, I would tell myself that life is a marathon. And uh, that this is this is great. I'm choking up. <clears throat> um. I would, I would say that life is a marathon. It's not a sprint that it's not all about me, that it's about others, that happiness is an inside job and that money will not make you happy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that family is everything. That's what I would say. Where was I at 32? I was at the lowest point of my life. Um, I was an airline captain making a, a lot of money. I was never more unhappy with myself and the way my life was turning out. And um, it was because of those four things that I just told you that I did not adhere to. And um, that's uh, that's where I was at 32 years old. Man, that is unbelievable stuff for our ambitious listeners. And uh, guys, if, if you like what you're hearing right now, let three other people know. Pause right now. Send out an email. Send out a text. You know, Refer out some folks and, and let them... Uh, take part in what you're taking part in and you can also subscribe by texting the word ambitious to 69922 standard messaging rates apply see the website for full details after a brief break we'll hear from our sponsors and then we'll be talking more douglas about what he is planning next right here on the ambitious radio network start shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really going to get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with a salesman over the price, then verbally joust with a finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they want to sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way. And that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. They'll also pick up your trade-in for an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817 or 972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car.
back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system? Consider grasshopper.com. You get to keep your existing number. You have multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system. Let's get back to the show with Doug Parker. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we're talking to Douglas Muir of the prestigious University of Virginia's Darden School of Business. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's next, what else are you planning, what are you working on, and uh, those types of things, Doug. So, so give us a little info, a little insight on uh, what's going on in your world and what you have planned next. So what is it like now? You know, um, it's, it's amazing, Doug, when you, when you put um, a professor at the end of your name, how many people want you to help them in business. My consulting company, has Muir & Associates, has taken off like a rocket. I'm, I'm, um, I'm consulting on more mid-size companies, $100 million and more, uh, with new product development using the customer discovery and the business model canvas of which your listeners can find on my LinkedIn page, and I'd be more than happy to talk to them about that. Um, the I've been offered a full-time professorship at the University of Virginia uh, in August of 2015, of which I, I took right away. I'm teaching five classes right now, and the way it works is I teach one class over to the Darden School of Business, and then I teach four classes here in the engineering school. Uh, I developed classes except for the one at Darden. Uh, I developed a, a class called Startup Operations for Entrepreneurs, and what I do is I, I teach my students how to run a company uh, for five years and sell it to a hedge fund, the day-to-day -day operations, the stuff like you do for your companies. And and you're a lot like me, Doug, if I'm not mistaken. You you were in different types, I mean, totally different types of businesses. Um, finance is one. I think you were in construction and another and, and a few other ones, um, which, which I really enjoy. And that's a true serial entrepreneur. So I teach that. The second class I developed is teaching how it's called presentation strategies entrepreneurs. So it's how to come up with an idea, how to use the de-risking model of customer development in the business model canvas, and then how to present to investors like me. And I break these kids up into groups and Doug, what these kids are coming up with and what they're inventing would absolutely blow your mind. And then at the end of 15 weeks, I invite in four of my venture capital friends and they shark tank them and that's their final. <laughs> and it's, it's real. Every class has developed a real company that has opened up and got funding. I've taught about five of them now, and there's five companies that have come out of that, and it just makes me so proud. Isn't that really cool that, that in America you can literally sit down, um, talk to people, come up with an idea, take some talented people, and then in, in a year or so, there have been five businesses that have spun out of that, that that are able to provide for people's families. I mean, it's only in America. Yeah. It's only in America. Sorry to interrupt you. It was just like, <laughs> it was just such great, great to hear about success and, and what's going on there. But t tell us about the third class. Sorry about that. And the third class is uh, is a book that actually I uh, I put together, and it's called Intro to Technology Entrepreneurship. So what we've done at the university, Doug, which is really really exciting, is Dr. Uh, Bernie Carlson, who is my mentor and my boss, uh, got a entrepreneurship program that is university wide. He pulled in all the schools: the architect, the medical school, the business school, the engineering school, and people can apply for this entrepreneurship minor. 
and I'm getting people. I take care of the technology part, and I'm getting people from all around the school. So now for the first time ever, Doug, at the University of Virginia, we have everybody collaborating. You got to see some of the stuff that all these people are coming up with because there's attorneys that are mixing in with marketing people that are mixing in with engineers that are mixing in with teachers that are mixing in with doctors it is <laughs> absolutely amazing and i absolutely love it and then my fourth class is uh i teach a capstone class and what a capstone class is is when you have a minor like a business minor we have at the university of virginia you have to take a final class and that final class encompasses all the classes you took in the minor and so i teach that what's the difference between that and the entrepreneurship is it's called intrapreneurship so it's called new product development so for an example i have a fortune 10 company come to the university of virginia they speak to my class and tell me about a problem that they have we break up into teams and we fix that problem within 15 weeks as if we were working for the company so you're a small company inside a big company it's called intrapreneurship and it's it's a lot different than entrepreneurship and the kids are just absolutely loving it so my whole thing now is uh consulting i have three men mentees that are three new companies at darnham and one company out of manhattan called valor securities that i'm helping start and i'm their chief operations officer so that's what i'm doing for this summer i'm writing and publishing on the business model canvas a lot on linkedin and social media and i'm writing for the school and um i'm just uh developing my my syllabuses uh for my classes coming up and just doing that is so exciting to me than doing what you and I do best. And that's just, you know, starting companies, making them big and then selling them. And I'm just, I'm so, I'm just so enjoying my professorship. I, I just, in helping others. And I know you're just turning 40 and you're, you're going to be in your big, big building years now that's when i really built uh, a really nice little empire for myself now it's all about when you hit 50 doug and you'll learn this but you're doing it now with this uh, with this radio show it's all about giving back it's all about showing others how you became successful and you know one of the biggest things that i want your listeners it's called succeeding in business through failure that is a talk that I do quite often. And it's easy when you and I are pre-2006, 7, pre-2008 in our companies and, and we're huge credit restoration companies and we, we're, we're nationwide and we're big. And then all of a sudden the market crashes, right? That's what makes you who you are. That is, it's easy to be successful. It's tough to learn through failure. And that is, that is another thing. Failure is not a bad thing in what we do. Failure is a learning experience. And I talk very openly about it uh, in my classes and to my clients. You know, Doug, let, let's talk about growing. And, and you, you talked a little bit about through failure, but what, what specific things do you do either on a, a daily basis or uh, just an ongoing basis to grow personally and, and, and develop your skills? So... That's a great question. So first thing I believe in is this thing called mind, body, soul, right? Um, I, I believe in, in that trilogy. And the mind uh, has to be worked uh, very diligently. I am an avid reader. 
and I hope you're not going to laugh at me, Doug. I am an avid reader of business textbooks. I, I, I don't understand why, but I love it. I love the learning. I go to more entrepreneurship events held at Darden, uh, held in Texas, University of Texas, New York University. I go to more, um, uh, what do they call them, um, uh, events than I've ever done before. I am such a massive learner. That's the mind part. I love it, and I write, and I teach, and I help others. So that's the mind part. The body part is I don't know if we're friends on Facebook, but uh, my wife and I are into this thing called CrossFit. And on my 55th birthday, Doug, she signed me up for a CrossFit competition at Invictus in San Diego. And the age group stopped at 40. So I had to pre-qualify. I'm 55 years old. And, you know, when I finished that three-day event, and I finished it, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but when I finished that three-day event, I was probably in the best physical shape that I ever was, except uh, when I was uh, a big wrestler in New Jersey. And, and so that was the body part. And the soul part, what I do every morning when I get up, I hit my knees. Uh, that's a Catholic thing. I, I, I believe God, you know, you could stand on your head and spit wood and nickels for all, for all God cares. But I get to my knees for, for a humbleness to show humility to myself and to my wife. And uh, I just I, I pray uh, to put people into my life that I may truly help them achieve all they could be. Then uh, I read uh, the 81 verses of the Tao Te Ching, and I read one passage, and then I go into 20 minutes of prayer and con contemplation. And I do that with my wife. And I'm telling your listeners, if you do that with your wife, your whole life in relationship will change. And so then throughout the day, it's all about thinking about others, helping others. When I go to bed at night, Doug, I take a written inventory of my life every night. So I do a written inventory of what I could have done better. I also write down what I did great because, you know, we as humans are so good about beating ourselves up, but we're never good about patting ourselves on the back because people say, oh, that's bad. That's egotistical. That is just so not true. Because think about this. If we are truly a part of a whole, then the person who made the whole, the spiritual being, whatever you want to call it, right, has to be phenomenal. So if we're a part of that, aren't we phenomenal? And so this is what I teach on a daily basis. And this is what I do on a daily basis to keep me focused and centered. Mind, body, and soul. You know what, uh, Douglas, I don't know how we could have ended that segment any that segment any better to lead into the next one because what we're going to be talking about right after a brief word from our sponsors is what do you do to recharge your ambitious body, mind, and spirit. So we'll get a little bit more into that uh, right after the break right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free 
toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at AmbitiousRadio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. And we're back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit, made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com, click on the Audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug Parker. Douglas, welcome back to the show. How are you? Oh, this I can't believe it's over. I know, man. Um, what specifically do you do to kind of, what, what fills you? What do you do to, to uh, just kind of um, get back to, to your happy place? So let me give you a typical day uh, of Douglas Muir. So we get up at four o'clock in the morning. And, and the main reason why we have to get up so early is because I have a company called Vizenti Technology. And we have 58 employees in Calcutta, India. Uh, we've had this for a little over 14 years now. And we develop software for big hedge funds, private equity groups, uh, venture capital firms. And uh, we've, we've done stuff for the New York Stock Exchange. We've done for the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. So I believe in employees, Doug, as you do. And I know you at one time had uh, 100 employees under roof. And as you and I both know, it's all about the employees. And so in India, the American companies always make them work on the back end of the clock. And I said, you know, that's got to stop. I want to give them a life. And so my employees work on the front end of the clock, meaning in the daytime. So they have to wake up early and I have to go to bed late. So I do about a two-hour um, uh uh, conference call with them. And then from there, my wife and I go into our prayer and meditation and uh, then we get ready for the day. The day that we prepare for is working out. So on Monday, I'm doing CrossFit. And then on Tuesdays, I do uh, kettlebells. And Wednesdays, I do CrossFit. And Thursdays, I do kettlebells. And Friday, I do weightlifting. And Saturday, I do CrossFit. And Sunday, I take off. So I'm very big into the, the, the working out, the keeping the body set. The mind part is going to come automatically because I'm up at four and I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward at a, at a rate. By the time I'm done, I'm at the university office somewhere between 10 and 11 o'clock. And then I work until five. Now I do both business and I do, uh, I do, uh, schoolwork. And then at five, I go to the restaurant. I stayed at a nine and then I go home and I answer emails. So it's a very busy day. So what I do to recharge me, which is so important, Doug, as you know, is I have date night Wednesday. That is non-negotiable. Nothing will ever get in the middle of date night Wednesday with me and my wife. So we literally get home like five o'clock and it's like having a day off because normally we're getting in at nine or 10 at night. And so we do something really, really cool with each other. And we've been together for 18 years now. Uh, from there, we take off Sunday. 
Sunday is a down day. And that's all we do. So uh, we will go, we'll eat unhealthy, which is always my favorite day. <laughs> we do that. Uh, we do that every Sunday. We may travel, uh, go to Washington or do something fun like that. Cool. Nice. Great stuff. Now, you mentioned vacation and you, you talked about going you know, to Washington uh, now. But let's talk about do you do you ever um, unplug for multiple days and, and actually travel for a week or two? Anything like that? Yeah, so once a year, uh, we, like last year, so Doug, I woke up two years ago, and it was a September, and I did, uh, I opened up my second Bella's restaurant in Richmond, and I did my 90th double in a row, and a double at a restaurant, it's from 10 in the morning to 10 at night, and I, my friends had this sign, and it was on Facebook, and it said, wish you were here, and they were uh, they were on a vacation spot that we normally go to, and we couldn't make it. And I looked at my wife, and I said, that's an aha moment. I said, I'm out. I'm done. And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, I'm finished. And so I started selling all the houses. I started selling the companies. I started selling the buildings. We're down to one house now. That's it. And I'm so excited about that. And what we decided to do, which made her very worried, was we went on our first vacation, Doug. That, that's sad. That's sad to say, but we went on Viking cruise lines and we did the south of France for two weeks. It was the most unbelievable experience in my life. We're doing it again this year. We're going to do Nuremberg to Budapest. But then what we decided to do and what we liked the best is we like leaving on a Thursday night flying somewhere out west, maybe even flying to come to see you in Dallas and hanging out all day Friday, Saturday and coming back Sunday. We like those little spurts because that really energizes you for two reasons. Number one, you're not worried about what am I missing because you're only gone for a few days, right? And number two, it lets you detach at least just for a little while. We're going to do that six times next year, every other month. That is great. Now let me let me make sure I understood something correct. Did you say that that you went on your first vacation, like a real yeah. vacation, last year? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, now listeners, here, 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 here's what I want to throw out to you. And, and Douglas has talked about this a couple times in this show, but um, you know, Zig used to say this. Zig Ziglar used to say that you've never seen a U-Haul hooked up behind a hearse. Okay, so you know, there's there's <laughs> there's, there's one certainty. Um, and Father Time um, is batting a thousand right now. Okay, so we all wind up dying. So the reality is, this is a guy somebody's been married for eighteen years and didn't take a vacation with his with his wife for seventeen of those. Um, had all the success in the world, and it, yeah. and it and it took that long to to do that. So. Um, you know, make sure that you're aware of those things, and, and uh, you know it's 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 big time uh, important to spend that time, and and that date night was was so important. My wife and I have that same thing, and we've been married for for a little bit over 20 years, and man, it it makes a huge difference when um, you really do carve out some time to to do those things, and then they're taken off Sunday. You know, that really is 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 another one, and you know we are we are really. Um, I can't believe it. We're already at the very, very end of this show. We got about 120 seconds left. But Doug, here, here's what I'd like to know. Number one, if if our guys want to engage with you, you mentioned um, LinkedIn, um, and I know you've got your site, uh, your your page there. So on face uh, on LinkedIn, it's it's uh, it's just your your first initial and your last name, right? So D M U I R. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so uh, so so they can get, engage with you there. Now, are you are you a Facebooker? Do you do some of that as well, or is, or is LinkedIn the best way to interact with you? 
Yeah, no, Facebook, um, also via email at D Muir, M U I R, at Muir and Associates. Dot net. So that's dmuir at muirandassociates.net. And I could send you, I have so many types of forms, PowerPoint presentations, videos, uh, how to pitch to investors, uh, how to start a company. I have, I have so much information uh, that I just love sharing with the general public. And I, I do that on a daily basis. Well, I tell you what we'll do uh, on the show notes, as always, uh, the show notes page at ambitiousradio.com. We will have a link for Douglas Muir, and you can click on there, and we will put uh, links That's to great. his website, to LinkedIn, and you guys can interact. Um, and as, as we kind of close out, uh, as always, we want to thank our guests. We really appreciate you taking time. Uh, you're busy. We, have, we know how busy you are, and we appreciate that that time uh, that you have uh, have spent with with our listeners, and, and I hope they're getting as much out of this as I am. We also want to thank our sponsors. Without them, uh, none of this would be possible. And uh, so, Doug, thanks for coming on the show, sir. Absolutely, Doug, and uh, keep up the good work. Share share your knowledge with everybody. Yes, sir, we'll do that. And guys, tune in Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio, where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.